Today we have with us Brett Walking Eagle. Hi. Welcome, Brett. <laughs> hey. So, um, in these past episodes, we've been interviewing people who have come to America from another country, or their parents came to America, and they have, you know, been raised in a different culture. But in this episode, we wanted to interview someone who was actually here before the rest of us got here. So, <laughs> where are you from, Brett? What's your What's your background? Your culture? My dad grew up on the. Four Peck Indian Reservation in Montana, and uh, he grew up there his whole life. And uh, he um, he moved to Vir- to Virginia in like the late eighties, and he um, he had me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alone by himself. Yes, try. So well, usually we would ask um, participants like, "How did you come to America? What were the things you found crazy about America, contrary to your personal culture?" But being a foundational culture of America, where do you see yourself and your people standing cultural-wise? Like, how does your subculture impact the way you see the world with the Americanized pop culture or what many consider, like, the American culture? Um, I think, like, the first thing people need to realize is that um, we're still here Hmm. and that our our culture has always been. And even though people may not see it, or people people need to realize that we're still here and that we're still very much alive and our culture is still very, very much alive. It may be mm-hmm. perceived in, in, a, in a negative way by uh, movies and how people see us on TV and, you know, like, as like savages or like, or, you know, the John Wayne movies, people, We've been portrayed as that, but we're we're still we're a, a, a proud people. We're still we're still here. <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. How has um, Native American having a Native American background kind of influenced you and in, and in how you were raised and what your identity is? Um. Well, my dad. Like I said, he moved. He moved to Virginia, and um, when I was growing up, he he'd always tell us. Uh, me and my brother, he'd always tell us stories of you know what life was like growing up on the reservation. So he um, he told us a lot about you know the culture. Um, mm. That's good. You know what uh, everything he did growing up, and all the because he because he used to be a part of. Um, he used to be uh, deep into a lot of like the spirituality of it all, so mm-hmm. he'd tell us stories about that. The Native American religion. Yeah, yeah. Was there was there a name for that? Um, usually it's just uh, uh just our way of life. You know. Okay, so that wasn't like a like a name for the religion of your. No, no, no. It was um. It was just a way of life that we had. You know, it was like the the Dakota way of life. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to how you how you carry yourself, how you oh wow how you uh, how you communicate with God and uh, how you treat other people and how you treat you know the environment around you, your home. Hmm. So 
Wow. He taught, yeah, he taught it's us. It's not a religion, it's a way of life. Yeah, really yeah, it's really not a, yeah, it's it's not a religion. I mean, like, you could compartmentalize it and say it's a religion. Right, right. But it's really just how you live. Wow. It's, it's you know, being a Dakota, mm-hmm. Lakota or Nakota, whatever. Being a Sioux is a way of life. It's who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. You said that your father had uh, told you stories about where he grew up, basically shared his culture with you and let you know what part of those were a part of you. Um, Did he ever teach you the language? I know from speaking with other Native Americans that there are some families who are no longer teaching their children the language of their tribes. No, no, he he never did uh, really, really teach me uh, Dakota. Um, he'd like say like a few words every now and again as like a joke oh, really? or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. He never really sat down and said, you know, these are, you know, traditional uh, greetings, and um, you know, he never really taught me, you know, much about it because I don't think I don't really think he knew much of it himself because I know, I know he grew up around it, so he may have like learned, you know, you know, pieces of, you know. You know phrases here and there, but I don't think he knew it. I knew my, I knew his grandfather knew it. I knew his grandfather knew it because he he would um he would speak uh, Dakota around around him when he was growing up when my dad was taking care of him, and uh, yeah, it's 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 not it's it's a dying language. It really is a dying language because. You know, it that along with like the rest of our culture was was stripped. It was all stripped. And when you when you're told that when you're told when you're when you're beaten for for speaking your language and when you're you've been told that it's that it's um that it's evil that it's uh, uncivilized, then you tend not to to speak it or teach your children that for that matter. You know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be looked down upon, and and you're referring to you know the the when the the children were take, taken away from their their parents, the Native American children, and were yeah yeah um, uh, sent to boarding yeah schools. boarding schools, residential schools. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. when the U.S. government put us on the reservations, they would sometimes uh, take the children and stick them in these schools and quote unquote civilize them. Mm-hmm. And um, they get there, and you know, you know, it was away with the hair. They cut their hair, um, take away the clothes, beads, some of their food, and they would uh, burn them. And then they teach them how to be, like I said, quote unquote, civilized, because we were savages, and we needed to be, we needed to be um, like the white man, you know. So. A lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it wasn't passed down because you know we taught you know they taught those those children that you know who they were, which was um, being Dakota was to be ashamed of, and uh, so the language, a lot of the customs, 
a lot of it um, died in those uh, residential schools. I'm sitting here right now and I'm just like really upset <laughs> because even just yeah. today, like um, I was talking with a friend and and he was Indian and, you know, he just was acting, well, not he was acting, but some people were kind of, you know, making fun and, and picking and he, mm. and he, I could tell he felt ashamed of his culture and like just, just, you know, hearing how how that cultural shaming has happened it i'm just like man how yeah. how, how it's yeah. just so wrong it's so wrong good thing is though like a lot of it's been um salvaged mm. a lot of you know yeah even though a lot of um a lot of uh the culture was taken and kind of erased a lot of people still um we still have our traditions intact. Like I said, our culture is still here. It's still yeah, it's still yeah. alive. It's still it's still well. It's 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 declining. It's steadily declining, but um, we keep everything intact. Being a Dakota is uh, something we hold dear, and we we uh, we want to keep it intact. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're you're a proud intact. people, and you have a reason to be, right. and that's really cool. Right, right. Yeah, lots of things were taken. Uh, our names were taken songs things were taken but you know through it all we we survived mm. we survived in the, in the culture and the way of life survived Which your name? Which your name? Which your name?